I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. world and welcome back to another episode of thanks for coming in i'm your host jillian claire so this past weekend i went to joshua tree uh with a couple close friends for a friend's birthday and it was so much fun we stayed at this airbnb called wild heart ranch and um they have like a mystery built into the house so it's kind of like an escape room within the airbnb um that also involves going into the desert which we did not know when we started doing it at night um and so then we obviously went to the desert at night which may not have been the best decision we've ever made but it was so much fun um I posted a reel on my Instagram if you want to see kind of what it's like I'm not posting all of the clues or all of the sound of the clues because obviously I want you to experience it for yourself if you end up going one day um, but it was so fun and it was so nice to just get out of the city for a safe weekend and um, be with friends and play a lot of board games and drink wine and just kind of hang out and chill. Um, but even that, like I got back on Sunday and I was still like, I was wiped out. Like all of Monday, I barely did anything except for watch trash TV. Um <laughs> Because I was so tired. Uh, what else is going on? Not much, kids. Not much. Oh, you know, I actually want to say something. I've been doing this mood chart 
in my bullet journal. So I've been marking down like how I feel every day um, at the end of the day, how what my emotions were like, if I was tired, if I was energetic, if I was productive, if I was happy, if I was sad, you know, all of those things. Um, and it's been really interesting to look at the different days and see kind of what the trends were. And then going back and knowing like what happened on those days. Um, but it's funny, you know, I feel like I feel like on the days where you're like unproductive and you're just like, oh man, I just need to chill out today. I need to not do anything. It's it's like this, the psychology around it is like your brain thinks that you're doing something wrong for just taking a day and not doing anything. It's like, oh my God, I wasn't productive today. How do I, how do I fix that tomorrow? How do I do double the amount of things tomorrow? Um, and then when you look at this mood chart and I realize that out of the entire month, there was only two days where I just really didn't do much. Um, that's that's crazy to me because I feel like there were more days like that, but there there weren't. Anyway, if if you're trying to kind of track your emotions and your trends and that kind of stuff, I highly, highly suggest doing a mood chart. Um, it's nice to like go back and see like, oh, I actually am happy a lot of the time, <laughs> which sounds weird, but um, it's it's nice to see that on paper and be like, oh yeah, the the good days do outweigh the bad. It's just that your brain constantly thinks about the bad rather than the good. So it's a fun little way to see how your mind's tricking you. Anywho, there's that. Um, what else? I think that's it. Okay, so today on the podcast. I have one of my best friends since I was 12 years old, Mr. Brett Del Buno, and he's been on shows like The Cleaner and House and Private Practice, Weeds, Mad Men, all that kind of stuff. You may remember him from the Netflix film XOXO, and he's working all the time, um, but he truly is one of my best friends, and it's funny that we haven't um, talked on here before, so I figured, why not? Let's let's get Brett on the show and see... Um, see how many bad jokes we can turn out within the next 30 minutes or an hour, whatever. <laughs> anyway, here's my conversation with Brett. And welcome to the show, Brett. Hi, it's me, Brett. It's you, Brett. <laughs> um, I was thinking about how weird it is that I've been doing the show now for a while and I haven't had you on. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I love you no matter what. Okay, so, good. We good. <laughs> We're good. But you're my 80th episode. So that's a pretty cool number to be. No way. That's sick. And eight, like eight's the best number in my opinion. So sure, I'll take episode. it. I'm 80th. So 80 is the best number technically ever. Whoever was ever eight made. sucks. <laughs> that eighth person can go suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the eighth person was. So I actually feel bad saying that. I 100% forget. Honestly, I forget who's been on the show and who hasn't been on the show. It's just been like, I don't know, crazy. Anyway, um, now that you're here. So for listeners, um, Brett and I have been friends since we were 12 years old. Um, we so did about, a pilot. About, about five years. About five years, yeah. We did a pilot for Fox together, um, and it was a very short-lived series. Um, and that's how we met. But... I mean, you were out here for a couple of years before that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I started, um, I started working in Massachusetts where I'm originally from. And then 
I went on to New York, as you do on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, did a movie that went to Sundance and met some people who said, you should try L.A. And around, gosh, 11 and a half, maybe, maybe 11 was the first time I came out here and uh, started working, thankfully, relatively quickly after that and decided to stay. Um, and I haven't left. <laughs> and you're still here. You're still in the whole of Los Angeles. I'm still in, in the lovely life. If you can hear the construction outside, yeah. um, that's Los Angeles. Welcome. Just constant construction and it's angry been, traffic. I've lived here for two years and there's been honking and construction nonstop. So that's <laughs> annoying. Um, so you came out to LA and then you started working and then, I mean, you've been working essentially your whole life like me. Yeah. Um, and you've done a crap ton of different TV series. Like, what was your favorite guest spot that you've done? Because you did, like, Mad Men and Private Practice and House and Weeds and all, all of them that Ooh. were popular. Uh my favorite guest spot. Jeez, it's putting me on the spot. Um, no, my... Sorry. <laughs> uh, there, there's, been, there's been a lot that were fun just because, like, they were silly. So I did a NCIS where um, I died pretty quickly in it. Uh, but <laughs> just, like, just the makeup of that and the fact that I had to lay down in dirt... <laughs> for like at, that was part of my makeup and they were like just just put some more uh, sticks and twigs on his face it'll it'll look good and it did i looked very much dead um <laughs> but like stuff like that's always funny because uh i know i go i rob a it's it's aired so i can say that i rob yeah. a uh, a bookie and and then um he drugs me and i drive off the road and die no one knows how it happens sorry for spoiling oh my um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, most of the time, whenever there's some weird, like, I, I think I had my chest cut open. I'm trying to remember what show it was on. So I the, think that was on. Emily, is that the one? No, no. That one I had uh, an STD. That was the worst part of You always Emily have Jones. the weirdest roles. Like, <laughs> it's always the strangest thing. Like, let's put a whole cast on his face and do some sort of a suit that he's going to be in. It. I feel like you're oh, always yeah, That's actually, you know what? Happens. Now that you say that. Probably one of my favorites was uh, private practice. I was in a I was in a full fat suit, and it was really cool for you know multiple reasons, just to to kind of semi experience what it might be like to be. I was supposed to be five hundred fifty pounds, um, and the suit itself weighed uh, I think seventy five or somewhere around seventy five pounds. So, and I, yeah, I was I was like eighteen nineteen at the time, in good shape, and I walked by. I walked by these girls who were on the lot and I just smiled and waved and I got the weirdest response and forgot that I was in a full fat suit at 550 oh, pounds. So they saw me as you know, a 550 pound man. <laughs> and I was like, why are they, why, why did they look away quickly? That was, I was just smiled. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, Oh, that, that really kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool experience getting to do that for three, four days uh, and, you know, working with some great actors, really emotional stuff. So yeah, yeah, that one actually probably wins. Thank you for mentioning a full face cast. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, well, it's, you know, the fact that it's still in your house and you can't miss it. Just, really oh yeah, there's two in your brain. Actually, it's right here. Yeah. It, I, I will always remember this just because of that just creepy thing sitting in your <laughs> office. I have, I have two uh, of them. <laughs> Um, let's talk a little bit about the cleaner. Cause it was a show that you were on when you were a kid. 
you were tiny. Oh, I remember yeah. visiting set and how cool it was. Um, but it was a cool show that you kind of like got to grow up on a little bit and spend a little time. Oh, on. wow. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was transformative for me, really. Uh, it's probably the best way to describe it. I learned so much about acting and work just through the great guest stars that we had on and the great, you know, actual series regulars. You know, I got to work with Benjamin Bratt closely for two years and he was just a wealth of knowledge and super kind, like honestly, one of the nicest people I've ever gotten to meet. I'm, I'm lucky that casting thought I was attractive enough to be his son. So that was a big, that was a big uh, feather in my cap, if you will. Um, and then like, I, I mean, I met Whoopi Goldberg on that. I, I did some really, really great work uh, with some really great people on that. So yeah, the cleaner was the cleaner was probably the, I mean, hands down, one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. What was, wasn't there like a storyline where you were getting into drugs or something? I, I feel like there was something going on with that. I'm trying to remember what it was. I was, I was rebelling. I never got into the drugs. Okay. I was starting to rebel. Um, that was around the same time they decided to straighten my hair to make me look older. Yes. Uh, one director <laughs> decided to straighten my hair. Uh, excellent guy. His name, Leon Achizo, wonderful guy. Um, but yeah, they decided to straighten my hair in one episode. I think it was like episode three of, of that season. And so then for the entire season, I had to go in and I have very, you know, it's up in a bun, but I have very curly hair. <laughs> so it took probably like an extra hour every single day to just get my hair like a full Brazilian blowout and <laughs> and then just the tiniest little straighteners that hair and makeup would have right on set to be like, oh no, it's coming back. You got a little sweaty and like, yeah, it's been all day. Um, <laughs> so yeah, for <laughs> so curled, one decision to make me look it. older. Uh, exactly. <laughs> one decision made me do that the whole time. Although it's, you know, it's really hard to complain about having someone play with your hair yeah. for a long time. It, it kind of feels nice. in the chair. <laughs> Yeah, like, for sure. Like, me when I need to be on set, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that one's actually, that one's a fun uh, audition story, if you want to get into that one. Give it to me. Oh, yeah. So, The Cleaner, um, again, I, I think, gosh, I had to be 14 or 15 when I got on the show. Uh, and we did initial auditions, callbacks, producer session, and then a final session with Network. And I was, my heart was beating out of my chest. I mean, it would be today. There's no <laughs> difference ever, I think. Um, but, but I was so nervous and I was like, I should make them laugh. I should try to tell a joke. Oh no. Um, what do I say? And so I went out, I, I did an initial read. Another uh, kid who was auditioning for the same part went in and did his read. Then they called me back in the room to talk more and, and do another read with some direction. And when I came back in, I was, I made a joke about not hiring my twin. I don't know. What? I don't know why. I have no clue. My brain just broke and I was twin. so nervous. I know. I was like, oh yeah, did you see that, that other guy? Looks looks like me. Don't hire him. <laughs> he smells bad. And I was like, he's got really bad no. body odor. And I, <laughs> and they laughed, but I was like, where did that come from? Why did, I was why like, pure nerves kicking self. in. Yeah. They weren't, I don't even know like the words that came out of my mouth and somehow they still liked me enough and gave me the role. I, maybe the joke was better than I recall, but I don't think it was. 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe they laughed at like how funny it was that you were trying to be funny. Maybe it was like the joke yeah, let, was more or just on you than the me. joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. It was, um, that was the most nervous I've been, I think, ever. Uh, Network probably is aside from extremely nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. Networking is extremely nerve wracking. You're standing there in front of like 20, 30 people and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I have to perform now. Okay. Seriously. And at, at 15, I mean, yeah. I had one that was an even bigger mess up before that. It was honestly, it was right before we met, I think. Um, so I'm probably 12 years old at this point. 11, 12, yeah. And it was for a TV show called Reanimated. And uh, I was. I was in the final round. I think I was, it was at network. It was a chemistry read. And I was, I was so nervous and so young and like, so not used to the audition casting process. <laughs> it was my first time in LA. It was my first big thing in LA. And I got the giggles, like the <laughs> worst case of the giggles in the audition. I bombed it. I fully bombed the audition. Like it was, I was, it was me and one other kid. And then Obviously, I couldn't stop laughing the whole time, oh my God. So, so it wasn't me. Um, but you know, that was a that was a lesson. That was Do a big lesson. Do you remember like what spurred the giggles, or were you just so nervous that you just started laughing? Yeah, it was. It was no. It was the guy who was the. It well, was the nerves one hundred thousand percent as well. But <laughs> the guy who ended up actually being the father on the show, uh, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he just did something so funny in the room. And I started laughing and then the nerves just took over and I, was, I couldn't stop laughing. And I walked out and I went to my mom and I was like, mom, I, don't, I think I messed up. He was very funny. And then I laughed. I laughed too much. And, I, and I, I will never, I will never forget being in that room, just going, Brett, you need to stop laughing and not being able to stop laughing. That's honestly uh, the hardest though, is even when you're on set, because that happens all the time when you're on set. Oh, the giggles, like, are, the giggles are the giggles are great are, when you're on set. Yeah. Oh, they're fantastic. <laughs> but then trying to actually get through a take is literally impossible. Like it takes yeah. so long to be able to just stop laughing and do the work. Right. And just 1,000 times you're going, it's okay, I got this. <laughs> yeah. No, no, okay, I got this. <laughs> just constantly. Oh, <laughs> uh, such a good feeling though. Yeah. Um, okay. So after the cleaner, uh, well, you and I did misbehave, which was fun. Um, and then you did more, uh, guest spots and films. And then when did XOXO like land at your doorstep? When did that happen? XO is actually cool. Um, I was, uh, don't drink kids. Um, but I was, uh, hung over very badly one day and, um, I got a phone call from a friend of mine who said, they needed someone to read uh, a script, uh, just a table read. And I was yeah. like, uh, I'm, I don't feel great. And they're like, please, you'll have, it'll be fun. It's with, you know, it was with a group of friends of mine. Um, uh, my friend Dylan, who wrote it, um, you know, was the one who asked me to come in. And so I was like, okay, all right, I, I got you. I'll be there. So I show up, I, I have a couple Advil. I feel a little bit better. <laughs> um, and I meet a handful of people, uh, um, the director was there, producer, uh, Chris Louie was there and, um, I do the read and they just really enjoyed my read. Um, you know, there was no real formal audition process to it. Hmm. And so, uh, I read like three different roles. I did a German accent that ended up getting cut from the film. 
Um, <laughs> not for my character, for a completely different character. <laughs> um, but You're it like, was wonderful. It was super uber wonderful. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, <no>. It's coming <laughs> back. Uh, and, um, you know, it was just a fun table read day. Said thanks to everyone, moved on. And then a few months later, I got a phone call and they're like, can you do this? Um, can you do this teaser trailer for us? We're going to go shoot at, uh, I think it was Hard Day of the Dead, the music oh, festival. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, oh, I don't I don't know if I can. I'm like, I don't know, scheduling wise, if it'll work out. And, and then they said that uh, they told me Sarah Hyland was doing it, who was an old friend of mine as well. And then obviously I knew Dylan. And at this point I knew Chris, the director. And so I was like, all right you know what? I liked all these people. It'll be a good time. Why not do it? Mm -hmm. um, best decision I've ever made. I can't believe almost twice. I, I was like, oh, no, I wanna. that's just my bad laziness coming out. But um, <laughs> the fact that I went uh, was, you know, I guess life changing, really, because that was one of the coolest projects I ever got to work on. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. Um, and so we do the teaser trailer, like a, maybe almost a year goes by, and I get a phone call from my agent manager saying, hey, um, they want to bring you in for you know the final round of of XOXO, and I was like, oh, cool, yeah, cool, great. Um, I wasn't aware that I was auditioning against other people at that point, yeah, because I had you know done everything done all else. Things. I, I'd originated the character and everything, <laughs> but yeah. um, you know, obviously, I'm I'm never too good for an audition. That's why we have all these stories. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so I go in, but I was so nervous. The the lead kid from Teen Wolf was there auditioning against me. And I'm like, what? Uh, Tyler Posey was there. Tyler and I was Posey. Like, I'm, I'm, they're going to hire him. Why am I here? And I was so nervous. And it wasn't my best read. But because I had done it in the past and because I'd had, uh, you know, now a relationship with the director, right. they knew that I was capable of it. And I was just like, that was the most thrown off I'd ever been. I walked into a room where I thought it was just like a formality thing. Yeah. And, and then you see and, these people who are like on hit television shows at the time and you're like, excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh God, this is, I feel like this is a, this is a hit. They tricked me. They brought me in here and now they're going to kill me in the back room. 
Yeah. <laughs> so 100% they didn't kill me in the back room. And they luckily they didn't kill me in the back room and uh, they did give me the role. And uh, yeah, and then I got to film at so many music festivals. It ruined music festivals for me because I had full artist access everywhere when we were at the festivals. So we go backstage and there was just free Red Bull and nice bathrooms and relaxing places to sit when you wanted to get away from the, the craziness. Of a, you okay, know, so how did that fest. work? You you were filming at real festivals. Yeah. So did you it, guys it, have it like actual like sets? Did you have like real sets or did you have trailers or did you have anything that you would normally have on a regular film set? Yeah, we had trailers and because obviously there's, you know, artists at these festivals, they had artist rooms that they allowed right. us to use. Um, Chris Louie, the director, had a relationship with... Um, uh, he was in music before, so he was in music uh, videos, and yeah. uh, so he knew a lot of the artists. And that's actually how we got uh, the artist Panda, uh, mm-hmm. the EDM artist. He yeah. gave us the first ten minutes of his set, so that was literally our set. I got on stage; they thought Graham and I were like actual artists. Forty thousand people were out in front of us at the headline show, and it was the coolest feeling. I was. I'm half naked. I'm wearing shorts and a rainbow vest, which I have in the closet, if you want to see. Um, <laughs> don't tell production. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm literally just shirtless with a rainbow vest on, dancing around on stage. Pyrotechnics are going off. The music's bumping. The whole crowd is just moving. Like, that was the coolest thing. So, yeah, we didn't really have uh, sets when we were at the festivals. We shot yeah. other stuff offsite and at different locations that we needed a bit more control for, obviously. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the, the crowd was was crazy. <laughs> um, and I bet we literally that would just be walking through. Too was losing her shit or had their shit oh, because yeah. there, there's no continuity. How do you do any sort no. of continuity in that? No, quick cuts. Quick cuts is how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> audio, poor audio, like the oh, whole God. sound group. They Like you just can't. We had to, I mean, we cut out a lot of the dialogue that was at the festival because you can't really, like you said, there's no continuity from line to line when it's (laughs) just constantly in the background. And then obviously we had, you know, Sarah Hyland in it, who was very recognizable, especially at at the time, um, at at any time. Uh, (laughs) And we'd be in the middle of a scene with, you know, me and her walking through the crowd and then they would have to like stop because someone ran up and was like, can I get a selfie? Can I get a selfie? And obviously right. the character was not Sarah Highland. It was no, <laughs> just a girl at a festival. So we, we lost a lot of takes like that. Um, <laughs> but oh, it was, man. I mean, it was such a cool experience really to, to be able to be part of those festivals and to be part of such a fun project. I mean, I think it turned out awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun movie to watch. I love that movie. Um, so what else? I mean, you did XOXO and then now you're, you know, you're obviously working on different films and, and shows, but then you went to, did you UCLA before or after XOXO? That was before. Yeah, that was before. That was before. Yeah. So I did, yeah, yeah, I did a directorial uh, certificate over there just for, I think it was one or two years. Um, and it, I, that was just, you know, I'd been working as an actor for so long. I'd always been so interested in the production side of it and the directorial side of it. So I said, well, I'm, I'm in a good place to learn about this. I might as well <laughs> go take some <laughs> classes. So yeah, I think I was like 19 or 20 
and I did that really? program and it was, yeah, or maybe it was, I could have been younger. I don't even know. But um, yeah, it was a really fun program. Got to make a lot of shorts for myself and, you know, with my friends and it was, it forced me to be creative constantly, which I think, and I'm sure you can relate. <laughs> it's hard to push yourself sometimes, you know what I mean? When no one's yeah. knocking at your door going, yeah, you need to get this done. You need to go do this. I know. You, you sit down and write. It's maybe we should create like an accountability it. group where we can all just yell at each other all the time and say, write the damn script. I'm I'm super down you. for that. Oh, I like that. Take you in the back room. Is this a hit yeah. again? Why yeah, am I getting murdered everywhere? Again. I mean, it's <sighs> because you're Italian. Let's be real. <laughs> I know you can't even see my neck. I, I guess I do have Italians. a ring on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I can attest. Jillian does not dislike Italian people. I love Italian people. It's okay. I one thousand percent. Okay, so what else are you working? I mean, you're what are you doing right now? What are you doing, man? Oh, I just did. Uh, I did a little stint on uh, Animal Kingdom that yeah, uh, yeah. will hopefully be airing soon. It, that was a lot of fun. Um, I got to. Oh, I guess I can't say too much about it because it hasn't aired No, yet. you can't. Um, but I got to enjoy being on Animal Kingdom. <laughs> um, uh, you got that to was, use that your was actually... quarantine hair for some good. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it finally made its debut. Look at that. Look and at those so locks. Oh, I'll let it down for the rest, I guess. Uh, Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, that's actually a fun audition story. Uh, I was visiting my my parents in Massachusetts. And I obviously didn't have any of my equipment with me uh, mm -hmm. for Animal Kingdom. And and so I had a small, I think I actually had it. Yeah, I have it right here. Hang on. <laughs> if you see that, I have shorts on. Don't judge me. Ugh. I, too, have Every, pajama shorts yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> no, no one wears real pants anymore. Let's get no. with it. So this is all that I had. This tiny what is that? gorilla like... grip tripod. It's just a okay. little baby tripod. You can kind of wrap it around things. So whenever I travel, I bring that because you know the world we live in is full of self-tapes at this point. Oh, I fully uh, remember being like in Oklahoma with you and having to set up like 12 different <gasps> books on top of each other to try and get yes. a self-tape done. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. We were trying to find pillows and books and Everything anything semi-solid. <laughs> And it was on like an iPhone one. Yeah. <laughs> it really was probably like an only. iPhone three. <laughs> yeah. But they definitely couldn't hear your audition. Like there's no way. No, no. And I didn't get that, but yeah. I was working on another film at the time. So it was okay. So it's okay. Uh, but, but yeah, this was literally for Animal King. This was all I had. Um, and I had also just been hanging out that whole day. So I had had like a beer or two earlier and I never do that when I work, obviously. So I was like, Okay, I guess. Okay, I'll shoot this audition. And I didn't have anywhere to put that, no books to stack. So mm -hmm. my parents had this easel, and I literally grew, like wrapped this around the easel. And I had no light, and I had to put an old – I had to go searching through my parents' garage to find an old lamp that just <laughs> had a shade so it was like diffused light. And I just put it right next to the easel. None of this was stable. Good. And <laughs> we love that. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was stable for the shop, but it, it should have fallen off and it could have fallen off at any given moment. <laughs> I don't know how. And then when they called and said I booked it, I was like, am I, am I, is my lighting set up like nice? Is it too nice? Do I, right. should I do it worse every time? <laughs> Honestly, maybe there's a method in that. Like maybe 
It's okay yeah, to look like shit sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I I look like shit often, so I believe it's okay. No, you don't. Uh, but I know, I yeah, I, like that was the funniest. I literally was standing on chairs, taping over lighting fixtures because I needed the overhead lights for light in the room. Yeah. But I couldn't like it was. There Maybe was too it much just overhead looked, light like, in that one. Super spot. moody, and they were like, "Oh, he really has the tone of the show down." And you know what? In retrospect, probably accurate because they are a moody show without yeah. giving anything away. They were like, they were like, "Oh wow, he he understands us. He gets he really. Us. He put in a lot of effort to make it look like it was us." <laughs> yeah, and if it? anyone from Animal Kingdom is listening, that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what and happened. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was pure my decision, not at all my circumstances. No, not not at all. Not at all. Um, <laughs> do you know when that starts airing? I want to see this. I want to watch it. Yeah, I think uh, I think it starts airing in April or May. Okay, so, so soon. So still, soon. Still a few months out. Yeah, they got a little delayed because of obviously COVID and everything. They got yeah. pushed back almost a full year on their production schedule. But um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I guess I can't really say much more. I don't no, want to get sued. Please don't. Man. I don't need that. I, not another one. Not another time. Goddamn it. Um, <laughs> that you know of. Yet. <laughs> yeah, there's Yet. still time. <laughs> there's so much time to be sued. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> what else? All right, you got any other funny stories you want to share before we sign off? Sure. Um, let's see. I made notes so I can make sure that I was interesting. Your notes app. Uh, I already talked about the body odor. Yeah, we did that uh, one. Not good. Oh, here's a fun one. This was actually, I don't recommend doing this ever. Okay. Um, but, you know, when you go to a lot of auditions, um, and Jillian, you've been to probably just as many, if not more than me. Uh, <laughs> probably more, actually. I take it back. More. Um <laughs> Sometimes there'll be a producer or someone in the room who doesn't really want to be there, but has to be there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, usually I'll just let it go if they're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one day, I knew I wasn't going to get the role. Um, it, I wasn't right for it, like aesthetically. Uh, luckily, I was at, you know, the third round of callbacks, so I, I did well enough to get there. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> once I got in there and they stopped paying attention, I was like, okay, I'm going to have a little fun. So... This guy's sitting on his BlackBerry. I just, I just dated myself. This guy's sitting on his BlackBerry. BlackBerry? What is this, 2008? It was probably 2008 or nine. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and he's scrolling. And I, I was like, I prepared this. this. I prepared 14 pages for this audition. Good sir. You will pay attention. So every time you look down on his phone, I just stopped. I just waited. Until he looked up, and then I continued. I just picked up my line wow. right, right where he left off, and I was like, "No, I'm going to make you watch me." Um, I didn't get that role, so that's why I don't suggest doing this. But I felt so good; <laughs> it was like taking that's back like, a modicum of power. Yeah, that's very empowering to be like, yeah, "No, oh, 100%. you have to pay attention to me. Like I've done the work, I've put in the freaking time." I do yeah. everything to be here, and then you can't have the decency to just watch me for five minutes. Screw you! Right, and like, and he was so confused. His face was so confused every time I kept stopping. And he just kept, what are you? And he'd go back to his email, and I'd be like, okay, I'll be quiet. 
are you ready? All right, let's do this. And I didn't okay, do then. like I wasn't rude. I didn't say anything. I just yeah. paused every single time. Honestly, <laughs> I love that. I feel like every yeah. actor should adapt that so that it's not weird when we do it. So that it's like, no, you have to pay attention to us. We're freaking here. <laughs> That'll be part of our accountability group. Have you silenced any producers? <laughs> have you silenced any producers? That's so frustrating though, because it's like we spend so much free like time free Mm -hmm. working on characters doing the work memorizing it takes hours upon hours to build a good character and a good memorization and to go in feeling completely confident sometimes you pay for a freaking coach you do all the stuff to be there and then they don't pay attention to you and it's just like excuse me am i not is my time not valuable am i not valuable because if i'm not i'm just gonna leave that like why the hell am i here if you that's why so i was i was literally at the point where i was like I, I don't want to be here right now. So I was like, well, yeah. I might as well have fun. I might as well, you know, make it a little fun for me. <laughs> there you go. And also, like, if you're the producer who doesn't actually need to be there, but you've decided to be there just because you wanted to, like, power play it, but then you're not going to pay attention to the actors, then don't be there. Like, right. don't you be there. You can watch the tape. It was, it yeah. was all, it's all been recorded since I've ever been at auditions. It's <laughs> exactly. There's always like, a camera. You can rewatch it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. And then let me see. Let me see if there's any other good ones That's a too. Good move. I like that move. Do do it. Do it. Um, if I'm ever one... in like an audition room where that happens to me again, I will. I probably will. It feels like yeah. A good if move. there's ever rooms again, that would be so cool. Yeah. If, to be back if in there are rooms room. again. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's one. Okay. There's one funny one I got. Um, I, I you know John Papsidera, the mm-hmm. casting director. Yeah. Wonderful dude. I love reading for him. He, he always has great readers. He always catches And he pays projects. attention to you. <laughs> and he, oh, he, that's all he always. does. Always. He, he cares so much when you're in that room. Honestly, he's probably one of my favorite people to read for. Yeah. Um, but you went, so he had an old casting location that was like a house mm-hmm. and it had a pool. And uh, there was one day it was like 90 degrees in LA. So I, I did my read. It went really well. Um, always does with John because of John. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I went to the uh, casting associate who was, you know, in the, lo- the lobby, the main house area. And I said, does anyone ever use the pool? And she's like, well, no, but we have towels if you, if you want to hop in. And I was like, what? yeah, are you cool with that? And she was like, totally. So I, I just popped my shirt off, went on the, I don't know if there was a diving board. I don't think, maybe there was, I don't know. Popped my shirt off and just jumped right in with my jeans on. Stop swam it. around for like 10 minutes just floated on my back enjoying the beautiful day in that beautiful house <laughs> I, I i could not believe it and i just hopped out and she handed me a towel and she was like i'm so glad you did that no one has ever used this pool and i'm like well, i'm so glad i did it too that was so much fun <laughs> oh my god sadly, yeah sadly he's no longer at that location his current location has an art gallery which is really cool but no swimming pool Wait, so have you talked to John about this ever? Have you been like, hey, by the way, I went swimming in your pool? Or did he know? I I think John knows. I mean, he was up in the guest house where they did the casting at that point. Yeah. Um, But I mean, that I, I don't know how you wouldn't have heard me splashing around for 10 minutes. Or like, <laughs> no one would have mentioned the, the kid. Who, Wait, at that so- point, I just shaved my head, too. So I was like, the kid who just shaved his head jumped in the pool. Were there other people like walking past you then to go to their auditions while you're just doing laps? Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's that's what's called a mind game, and that's how you win. 
Honestly, if you wanted wanted to screw with people's heads, that is like the best way to do it. Just be the kid who jumps in the swimming on my back. Yeah. (laughs) I would do it again. I mean, honestly, the fact that they were like, yeah, no one ever does it, but go for it. I was so, it was just so fun. I had a good read. It was a pretty day. And I said, I'm going to enjoy this pool. And they didn't kick me out. I love it. That's that's amazing. I love that the casting associate was totally like, go for it, man. Do yeah. It. Yeah. I don't think she thought I was actually going to, which is. Well, know, and then you have to commit to it because then it's like, oh, if she said I can do it, I need to do it. Yeah. And I didn't. And I was wearing like full black jeans and I was like, it's really hard to. Sw-. That's the only reason I got out faster. I was like, it's really hard to swim in black jeans. And I'm like, I shouldn't take my pants off. I feel like that's the line no. you don't cross. Yeah. Popping my shirt off was even a little. But I, you know, it's whatever. I was hoping they'd get like a Baywatch 2.0 audition soon, but nope. Not yet. Not yet. John still hasn't called about that one. Okay. (laughs) John, if you're listening, just so you know. Thanks for the pool. Thanks for the pool. Um, (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing those. I love those. I loved all of them. They were really fun. Oh, well, I love you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, how can people follow you on social media? To oh, keep I'm up at, with your adventures. I'm at Bretsky on Instagram. That's the one that I use the most. Um, I do have a Twitter. It's at Brett Del Buno. Uh, mm-hmm. Just one word. So creative. And you're not on it. Uh, and like I'm, ever. I'm never on Twitter. I Usually my tweets are my Instagram posts that I link. Yeah. So. Did I see that you just created a, a TikTok? Did I see that show up in my feed there? I, I signed up. I didn't. Yeah. I haven't been using it. Um, yeah. At all. I'm nervous because I don't. I don't want to be that. I don't. I can't. I can do. I can try it. You know what I mean? No. Don't do that. No. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why. I, <laughs> no, we're too old for that. You have to figure out a different like niche to fit oh, into andy, andy and i have a niche andy and i my wife and i are going to make a um it's a it's a joint one and i hope you guys will all enjoy this it's going to be me and her doing old 90s dances love um, it because she's a dancer and i was a dancer at some point in my life and now i'm just a dude who doesn't fall over that bad <laughs> <laughs> i still have some balance and posture that's all i have left that's all it is <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see that. But um, thank you for coming on, and uh, I'll probably see you very soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Bye. It was so fun. Yay. Thanks again to Brett for coming on the show and um, shooting the shit with me. Uh, if you're not subscribed to the show, you should do that right now. And. If you haven't checked out our social media, then you should do that too because we post fun videos every weekend. And please make sure to rate, review, and tell your friends about the show um, because it really helps me uh, (laughs) and the show. And um, I like doing this, so help me continue to do this. And as always, thanks for coming in. Hello, dear stranger. I'd like to introduce you to something new, or perhaps something very, very old. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine is a horror fantasy medical mystery, following the titular monk 
turned traveling medical investigator. Follow Radolf as he navigates a nightmare world in which viruses are gods and the human race are not their favored children. Steeped in history and an aesthetic that can only be described as a combination of occult academia and laboratory Judaica, the heresies of Radolf Burntwine have been described as Umberto Eco meets H.P. Lovecraft. For more information, check out the Patreon at thorb.info. But take care, dear stranger, for some truths are best left unknown.